So I'm afraid I uh, I traumatized I traumatized my poor son this morning. They were there was a a bee that um, flew up onto the porch and it was on the window and the twins were arguing. They were looking at the bee and they were arguing with each other about whether or not it's a boy bee or a girl bee. And of course, my daughter was saying it's a girl bee. My son was saying it's a boy bee. And so I told them that no, it's definitely a girl bee because boy bees. Um, they don't leave the hive. They don't have stingers. They just, they hang around the hive all day. They don't do anything. That's what boy bees do. And my son was, was uh, very upset by this. He was in tears. And then my daughter proceeds to chase him around the house saying, you're, you're just like a boy bee. You don't do anything. Girls do everything. So I bring up that story just, j- just to show you that y- you may think I'm not enlightened and that I would never raise a feminist. But in fact, I am, as you can clearly see. Um, speaking of feminism, so I happened to see on Facebook yesterday uh, this uh, a video, and it's it's it, last I saw it had like eighteen or twenty million views on Facebook in just a couple of days, then seventy or eighty thousand retweets on Twitter, and uh, it's about it's it's by a woman, uh, and I think her name is Linz, and it's meant to sort of mock and satirize all of the people who are who are saying that. Uh, that now is a scary time for guys because of the prospect of having your life ruined by false accusations. Well, Linz, like all feminists, thinks that it's hilarious that anyone would have any sympathy for guys whatsoever. The, the idea that it's a scary time for guys, well, she finds it, and like she and all the other feminists, they, they find it completely hilarious. So she wrote this song airing her grievances, talking about how hard it is for women, all the things that women can't do because they're women, as opposed to men who can do everything. So I can't play the song for you, but I will, uh, and I will, I'll do you a favor and I won't sing it for you. So instead, I'll just read you some of the lyrics just so you can understand what it's about, because this song is resonating quite a bit with a lot of people. So some of the lyrics, it's a little spoken word poetry here for you. Uh, the song says, I can't walk to my car late at night while on the phone. I can't open up my windows when I'm home alone. I can't go to a bar without a chaperone, and I can't wear a miniskirt if it's the only one I own. Tell me about it. I know the feeling. I can't use public transportation after 7 p.m. I can't be brutally honest when you slide into my DMs. I can't go to the club just to dance with my friends, and I can't ever leave my drink unattended. But it sure is a scary time for boys. Uh, yeah, gentlemen, band together, make some noise. It's really tough when your reputation's on the line and any woman you've assaulted could turn up anytime. Uh, what else? Okay. I can't, uh, I can't live in an apartment if it's on the first floor. I can't be wearing silk pajamas when I answer the door. I can't have another drink, even if I want more. I can't make you feel invalid, unseen, or ignored. I can't jog around the city with my headphones on my ears. I can't speak out against my rapist after 35 years. I can't be taken seriously if I'm holding back tears. And I can't ever speak earnestly about all my fears. Okay. Um, and in fairness, the song is catchier than it sounds when you just read the lyrics. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a catchy little tune. And I, I would even say it's a clever song. But it's also completely wrong and cynical and manipulative and dishonest. Uh, so let's go through this, all the claims, all the things that she says she can't do. And and this is, she's just echoed. This is kind of the feminist talking point. She's just putting it all to music. 
She said she can't open her windows. She can't walk to her car late at night. She can't go to a bar without a chaperone. She can't wear a miniskirt. She can't be brutally honest. She can't dance with her friends. She can't leave a drink unattended. She can't live in a first floor apartment. Uh, she can't wear pajamas when she answers the door. She can't jog with earphones in. She can't make feel, somebody feel ignored. I don't know why that has to do with the other things, but that's what she can't do. Well, here's the thing. Uh, first of all, if she really can't do most of these things, that's a reflection not of her gender, but of where she lives. If you really can't do any of those things safely where you live, then you should move. If, if you can, you should definitely move. Because that means it's, it's basically unsafe for you to live a normal human existence. And if you have a choice, I would definitely say, go find somewhere else to live. If you can't even open your own windows or go for a jog, um, then you just live in a very unsafe place. And you shouldn't live there. But here's the important point. If it is an unsafe place, if it is such a violent and crime-ridden place, so violent and crime-ridden crime, crime that you can't, you have to worry every time you answer your door, you can't open your windows, so on and so forth, then that means it's also unsafe for men. If it is statistically unsafe for a woman to open her windows in a particular part of town, then it's also unsafe for men. We're not bulletproof, okay? We're not superheroes. We, we, also, we, we can also be hurt and killed, and we are all the time. The statistics show that, in fact, men are at a greater risk of being the victims of violent crime than women. So we also would have these same concerns if we lived in a, in a really unsafe place. Yet, I think we all know that even though she's listing all these things she can't do, we all know that she probably does almost all of those things all the time. She's saying, I can't, all these things she's saying she can't do, she almost certainly does. Most women do. Women wear miniskirts all the time. What is this? Women can't wear miniskirts. What are you talking about? Am I, am I just seeing things? I mean, am I imagining this? It, it seems as though women may wear that kind of stuff all the time. Uh, women can't dance with their friends. I don't know. I, I feel like that's something women do all the time. Women can't open up their windows. My wife opens up the windows in our house all the time. Should I be telling her not to? You can't wear pajamas when you answer the door. Well, I, I mean, I, I think that you should probably, it's, it's just, it's good decorum to, to, to not answer the door in pajamas. I, I, I feel like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm not a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pajama critic. I think pajamas belong at night in the home when you're sleeping, but at that, but then you take them, but then you put on regular clothes after that. That's, that's my feeling. You don't go out in public in pajamas and I wouldn't answer the door in pajamas. I'd rather be wearing regular clothes. Um, but I don't even, so you're, you're worried that if you answer the door in pajamas, you'll be assaulted. Can't live in a first floor apartment. Well, women live in first floor apartments all the time. I lived with my wife in a first floor apartment. We never even, we never worried about it. We never even thought about it. It was a safe area. I see women jogging with headphones in all the time in my neighborhood. All the time. It's a perfectly normal thing. As far as making people feel ignored or invalidated, I feel like women can, in fact, do that. I, I, I feel, as, in fact, I, I, I think that women do that to each other quite a bit. Um, but the rest of it, though, if you live in a, in a reasonably safe area, it's perfectly fine. With a few exceptions, you know, it's a good policy not to leave a drink unattended. It's a good policy not to have another drink if you've reached your limit. It's a good policy not to walk to your door to your car late at night through a dimly lit parking lot 
uh, while on the phone because you should have situational awareness and you should be aware of your surroundings. So that's a good policy for everyone, men and women included. Again, I remind you, men are not bulletproof. We can also be mugged and killed and shot. And again, we are all the time. It happens to men all the time. It happens to men more frequently than it happens to women. So what is the point of a song like this? What, what's the point of when feminists do this in general? What's the point of painting this picture where women can barely leave their homes without being killed or kidnapped? Um, well, we see, well, with this song, first of all, the first point is to make a straw. It's just one big straw man argument. It's, it's to make a straw man out of the concerns that men have. The way that she reconfigures it is that men, the, the thing that we're worried about is men uh, the thing that men are worried about is that is that they can't rape anyone and get away with it. That's how she has that, that that's how she has interpreted, and that's how feminists in general are interpreting the concerns that men have. When of course, no, that's not our concern. Our concern is that we will be accused of doing something like that, even though we have not done that thing. That is the I don't know why is this so difficult to understand? What's so hard about understanding this? That's the, it's not about we can't get away with it. It's about we could be accused of something we didn't do. I feel like, am I speaking Greek? I think I'm speaking English. It's, it's, it should be a pretty easy thing to understand. That's the concern. It does happen. And so men are worried about it. They have every reason to be worried about it. Worried about it, especially because um, we are told, believe all women. So that means that all it takes is for a woman to tell a story about us and we're finished. That's all it takes because you're the one saying, believe all women. That's the scary thing. But beyond that, I think we see here the, the, the ugliest and most cynical aspect of feminism on full display because it operates on division and fear. It wants to make women afraid of men on one hand. Um, and then also, on the other hand, it wants to make them resentful of their own children. That's the other uh, goal of feminism. So you see, how, you see how isolating, not that this song had nothing to do with that part of it, but this song is making women afraid of men. And then also the other part of feminism is resenting your own children. So this feminism has this isolating effect, I think. You see how it isolates women. It divides them from men and from children, so from everyone. And it's no wonder that feminists are bitter because it's a very isolating thing to be a feminist. They've been indoctrinated into this worldview that tells them that everyone is out to kill them or steal their autonomy. That's how they see the world. Men are rapists. Children are parasites. What, what a horrible way to live. What, what a, it, it, again, it's no wonder that feminists are so miserable and bitter and angry. Think about living that way. Think about going through your life, seeing the world that way, seeing people that way. It's a horrible thing. Um, another point, and, and I think this is, this is worth mentioning. If you're really worried about your safety... Uh, if you're worried about answering your front door or walking down the sidewalk, there is something else you could do. Well, number one, like I said, you could move if it really is unsafe. 
if you don't live in an unsafe area and you have all those concerns, you feel like you can't open a window, walk down the sidewalk, then I would say you probably need some medication. You're extremely paranoid. But when it comes to more reasonable fears, and we all have certain fears, and you could have reasonable fears or um, you, you could want reasonably to take certain precautions. When it comes to that, well, here's another idea. Get, get a gun and a permit to carry it. See, this is, where the, this is where the train kind of derails for leftists because on one hand, they try to instill this fear into you, whether it's through something like this or when they tell you that there have been whatever, 600 school shootings in a year, you know, when, they're, when, they're, when they are cynically and dishonestly inflating the statistics of mass shootings and they're doing all that, the idea is to make you afraid. Um, so they do that, but then they also tell you you don't need a gun. So they tell you it's unsafe to open your front door. It's unsafe to go out in public because there might be a mass shooting. But then they'll laugh at you if you even suggest that perhaps you need a gun. So which is it? I feel like you got to choose between those two narratives. Either it's insane to buy a gun and nobody needs it, or um, we live in an incredibly dangerous, violent world and... Uh, and if you even crack your window open, somebody might sneak in through it and murder you. Like, like it's, it's really either one or the other, right? You can't do both. Um, final thing I'll say. My, I don't, I'm not, my point here is not to completely dismiss the concerns that women may have. I fully admit and I agree that women have to be more cautious in certain situations than men do. Uh, women are more vulnerable in certain ways and in certain situations. I fully, I, I agree with that. I don't like for my wife to walk across a dimly lit parking lot at, at night, if we can help it by yourself. Um, if someone has to go walk the dog at night, take the dog out in the middle of the night, I'm going to be the one to do it. Even though we live in a safe area, but, but still, I'd, I'd prefer for it to be me. If someone has to go check on a strange noise in the middle of the night, well, I'm going to be the one to go do it. Uh, if there's someone we don't recognize knocking on the door, well, I'll be the one to answer it. Even though, you know, 99.999999% chance everything will be fine, but still. If, um, if, if one of us does have to encounter, you know, someone who, who, who means us harm, it would be better for it to be me because I'm the bigger and stronger person, right? But the problem with, with, with um, the kind of rhetoric in this song and the kind of rhetoric from feminists generally is that it's absurdly exaggerated for one thing. So they greatly exaggerate. But for another, the feminist who makes this case does not believe that men should step in and be in that protector kind of role. The conclusion they want us to draw is that men are horrible rapists. That's what they want us to, that's what they want us to conclude. But the conclusion that we should draw is that there are bad people in the world, yes, and women are less physically capable of warding off those bad people, especially if they're unarmed, because they're not as strong and they're not as big. Therefore, men should be ready and willing to step in and do that. That's the conclusion we should draw. That's the right conclusion. But that's exactly the conclusion the feminists don't want you to come to. See, whatever glimmer of a legitimate point might be buried underneath the feminist rhetoric like this uh, when they talk about the fears and concerns that women have, there, there, is, there, is a, there is a 
a, a certain morsel of truth to what they're saying. But the problem is, is that it's buried under so much exaggeration and then also under so much resentment for men that it just destroys uh, whatever value it might have. Because they are insistent that whatever happens, we must not resort to anything that resembles traditional gender roles. And, and it's that insistence on their part. It's the insistence that we cannot have anything that's close to traditional gender roles where men are being protective or anything. Can't do that. Also, by the way, can't have gun rights. So it's, it, it's, it's when they do that, that's what destroys. It's what makes all of this. It just makes it pointless. It destroys the point they're trying to make. And by the way, it also hinders any possibility of, of coming up with a practical solution. Like when they talk about all the fears that women have, even if, even if it's exaggerated and all this stuff, and then you say, okay, well then what should we do about it? You know, it, it, so, okay, let, let's take that. Then, then maybe, uh, maybe you should look into how to do, you know, self-defense. Um, maybe you should avoid this or that situation. Like, let me, I'm going to take your concerns seriously. Here are some things that can be done potentially to make you safer. But the moment you do that, they shout, oh, you're victim blaming. No, victim blaming. The only thing they want to hear is, well, go then go tell men not to be rapists. That's what we should do. That's, that's the solution is to teach men not to rape, which is the stupidest thing. It's stupid because number one, the vast majority of men are not rapists, so they don't need that lesson. They don't need to be told that. And the men who, and the small minority of men who are rapists, they aren't going to stop just because we tell them. It's, it's not like they're rapists because of a misunderstanding, okay? They didn't become rapists because nobody ever told them not to rape. That's not the issue here. So teaching men not to rape is a completely pointless, stupid thing to say. Um, because it's irrelevant to the men who have no interest in raping and would not rape. And it's also irrelevant to the actual rapists because they know they shouldn't be doing it, yet they're doing it anyway because they are evil, bad, terrible people. So the question is, um, it, it, we know there are, evil, there are evil, bad, terrible people out there. That's just a fact of the matter. And we can scold them for being evil. We can um, try to re-educate them all we want. It's not going to make a, a damn bit of difference. So then we, we have to say to ourselves, men and women, we have to say, what can we do to reasonably protect ourselves from those kinds of people? And I think men should do this too. Let's flip this around for a minute. I, I would say the same thing to men when it comes to false rape accusations. False rape accusations are terrible. They're unfair. But I wouldn't say, well, we have to teach women not to do, not to make false rape accusations. The, the women, most women would never do it anyway. Uh, but the small minority of women who would resort to that, they know they shouldn't do it. So there's no teaching them not to. They know they shouldn't, yet they do it. So recognizing that reality, there are certain things that, that men should do. And it's, and it's not vic placing a blame on, on, uh, on the victims of false accusations to say that. But men should be careful uh, about the situations that they put themselves in so that they can insulate themselves 
from the possibility as much as possible of false rape accusations. So this is something that everyone should do. And if you're not interested in talking about the steps that we as individuals can take to protect ourselves, if you're not interested in talking about that, then why, why did you even bring up the subject? That's the question. All right. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. Godspeed.